This is Curiosity Killed It, where we take sayings and phrases you hear all the time and probably ruin them for the rest of your life. Sam picks a saying, proverb, idiom, and springs it on my unsuspecting ass. Then we'll talk about what it means, how people use it, and what we would change to keep it relevant today. So Alex, is this a podcast on etymology? Nope. I don't know what that means, and we'll probably talk about whatever we want anyway. Don't put the cart before the horse. Don't put the cart before the horse. I hear this one way too often. This one gets used a lot, and I feel like I actually use this semi-frequently as well. Yeah, me too. It's certainly common. I'm curious what context you hear it in. I hear this one a lot at work, and usually in a situation where we think we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, hey, we're thinking about things out of order. We need to do X and then Y. If we put the cart before the horse, then we are putting in too much work and not going to be able to do anything with it. I see. Yeah, for me, it's, it's yeah, in the context of very step-based work. So whether it's teaching someone an instrument, you know, you teach them a, a, a little thing to play and they try and play it really fast. It's like, hey, don't put the cart before the horse. Take your time, learn your basics, work your way up to playing it really fast. I think in both of those situations, it's it's still kind of the same sentiment. It's if you do this this way, then you are worse off. Like I, I don't know. I Obviously, we don't live in a time of carts and horses I get in my car. But I, if I loaded up a cart and put it in front of my horse, I feel like it's going to be pretty useless. We did things in the wrong order. It was the wrong order of operations. We're screwed now. Well, it's interesting you say that because there are examples of vehicles pushed by horses in the 19th century in Germany. So you can put the cart before the horse, providing the cart is designed to go before the horse. I applaud the German ingenuity here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I think we're, you know, if we look up the dictionary definition, it's a saying that kind of advises people to follow convention, do things in the expected order. Yeah, follow the rules, do things by the book. Yeah. Man. We use sayings for sayings way too often, but... We need a sound effect for it, I think. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, like, we're like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. But it's interesting when you give that definition of it. Like, do things the conventional way. Right. Because the way I was using it, don't put the car before the horse, I'm trying to use it in a sense of like, hey, if if we try to solve for something right now out of order, we put ourselves in a bad situation... But as soon as you use like conventional, then I actually don't like this anymore. And I feel like I don't want to use it because like I, I'm the biggest fan of like try things out and like trial and error makes great ingenuity. And like, that's how you find some of the coolest, I don't know, ways of doing something. Some of the coolest inventions that happen is when you break convention. So as soon as you put that word conventional in here, I actually don't like this saying anymore, even though I've been using it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there is certainly a time and a place to break convention. There's also plenty of times where maybe it's just going to be a waste of time to break convention, like baking. Baking is like definitely following the recipe, like doing things in the right. I mean, there's probably some bakers listening to this, like you can be very creative in like with baking and like, (laughs) I'm sorry, but I don't know. The the thing I always hear is like baking is a science and cooking is an art and like cooking is where you can break convention, like try things out and like, I don't know. Maybe fail. Maybe put the put the cart in front of the horse. 
a couple times and like see what you get. And I feel like that's probably better suited for cooking than it is for baking. Yeah, I would say so. And I mean, at that point, we may as well just say chemistry. (laughs) True. (laughs) Right? Like if you're trying to have this outcome, we know how to get it. So follow convention, it will get you there. But even even in that situation there, like follow convention, like we know we know this is the best way. Like, I feel like a lot of things in human history wouldn't have come about if every person took that advice. Like if you go, Alex, like I've done this before, trust me. I know you need to do it this way. Do like A, B, and C and you will get this. And like, hey, maybe I will. Maybe that takes me 20 hours, but maybe if I did like A, B, D, I get that in five hours and we're actually better off, even though your way would have gotten me the result. Interesting, yeah, that's a, a good point. You know, maybe there's an efficiency that someone has missed by following convention. Or like the Earth's the center of the universe. Everyone believed that for a very, very long time. And like someone's going to come along and say like, hey, that's not true. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the way it's always been done. I know that's we're not like adding things together and it's not necessarily like a recipe or a checklist, but is the person who's saying like the sun is the center of our solar system being put in the cart before the horse. <laughs> well, I mean, in the context of, of what you're describing, everyone's idea of how the world worked and why the world was the way it was, was based on the idea that the world was the center of the universe. Yep. So throwing out uh, a controversial idea like, hey, maybe it isn't. I'm sure a lot of people had the thought of, what does that mean? What is that? If you do that, what does that change? How is that going to impact me? Do I have to change what I believe? Do I have to change what I think? Do I have to do certain things differently? That, that's a really interesting way to take. So like in that case there, it's how is this going to impact me? And then I'm going to believe it or get on side with it, depending on like the benefits or like how much effort it's going to take for me to do something. Here's like, I, I think you said at the beginning, like was it Germany yeah. is putting, <laughs> had the idea of like actually putting a car before the horse, like Maybe if you design it a certain way, like it is more efficient, but there's going to be like every other country out there. It's like, oh, Germany, like we put the horse in front of the cart and the horse pulls it. Horses are designed for pulling, not for pushing. And like if Germany's right, then the rest of the world needs to change how they do everything. And there is a cost associated with that. Totally. And I mean, we're starting to sort of see that with electric cars. There's a a big adjustment that has to happen when you change something that's been tradition for a hundred years. Yeah, it takes it takes some time, but <laughs> someone putting the cart in front of the horse like could potentially change everything for us. Like, I, I know Tesla isn't the first electric vehicle, but like there's someone who's pushing the innovation and like breaking convention and saying like this is the way cars need to be in the future. And like, yeah, we don't have like the quick charge battery stations, like the infrastructure is not there, but like the first person to say, Hey, let's push a car forward by like exploding fossil fuel, like basically dead compressed animals inside of a fuel tank. Like that didn't have the infrastructure. either. There wasn't a gas station all over the place. Right. And it's actually interesting when we talk about Tesla, they actually, they have a pretty decent infrastructure now of charging stations. And the, the debate now is, are other car manufacturers going to use Tesla's infrastructure or are they going to have a proprietary charging system? And if they just follow Tesla and take their lead, right? 
Yeah, this is where I put the like where I was talking like, hey, don't put the cart in front of the horse is like if you're another car manufacturer, it's like, hey, solve the electrical like the electric vehicle problem for yourself before you figure out like the charging infrastructure. Like I feel like my original use case of this would be for those auto manufacturers It's like get the car operational before you start to figure out like how are you going to create your own proprietary charging systems. Right. We've been talking a lot about convention. What if we change that word for tradition? Oh. Doing things outside of tradition. Then we open a whole new can of worms. Convention, like when I hear the word convention, and I, like I was getting preheated at the beginning about this, it's like conventional doesn't mean right. Tradition also doesn't mean it's right. It's just the way it's always been done. And like convention and tradition, I feel like have like very similar meanings. I don't know if meaning is the word I want here. I can use them to represent the same thing, but the context in which they're used is very different. Tradition gets used for like family settings or like, I don't know, political settings. And it gets, it gets in tradition gets into a lot more stickier situations than convention does. When we talk about convention, we start going to like Tesla and like innovation and technology. And then we go to tradition and like my head goes to religion and politics. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the structures of society and there is merit to tradition. There is a value in it. For example, some political systems, the institutions that have stood the test of time because of the way they do things, right? Like if you, uh, you know, in the States, there's the democratic system. And if you stay within convention and you follow the, the tradition of that system that's been around for years, yes, it moves slowly, but it's had to deal with a lot of stuff over its lifespan. Interesting. You're taking, there's like this tradition and then like now we're layering on this idea of like wisdom tried and true like if it's if it survived this long and it's been tradition for so long can it be that bad right now i think that tradition and convention both uh, of those words and the things they represent were not ready for technology <laughs> they weren't ready for the boom it's a lot to keep up with again when we're talking about like don't put the cart before the horse, if people are saying that from like, oh, do it the way it's always been done. Like there's a certain amount of safety in that, right? Like I, f I forget what the actual saying is. I think it might've been Salesforce. Like no one loses their job for like putting Salesforce at their company. And there's like, there's, there's these, all these big brands and big tools that like are safe. You know what you're getting. No one's going to lose your job over that. Are they the best that's out there? No, but it's a safe choice. It's, it's been tried, it's tried and true, it's tested. And there's a level of comfort in that. And there's a level of security in making decisions and doing things that way. Yeah, I, I think that's part of where brand loyalty comes from, right? You buy the thing that's been around a long time because you, you know the track record. Yeah. Like if you're in a professional industry like me in, in audio, the audio world, I'm going to buy a, a Martin guitar because Martin guitars have been around for a really long time and I know what they do and I know their track record. If a new company comes around who's been around for a year, I might have to try it and, and, you know, put it through 
the tests and, and figure out what it is before I can actually use it. Whereas if I just go with the thing I know. And it's interesting when you talk about brand loyalty, because the thing you know is not necessarily, you talked about like trying and testing it. You buy a guitar, I, like I'm holding it, I play it, I get to experience it. There's a lot of people who make purchase decisions and like brand loyalty, we're talking about like, I make a purchase without knowing anything about it. I just have, I'm so familiar with the brand, I will buy it. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to get a computer for school. Like I've heard Apple so many times, like I'm just going to buy an Apple computer. Have I used one before? Maybe not. But like, I like, I've heard about it so much. Sam's talking about it. Like, I don't know, my mom's cousin's mailman's talking about it. Like it must be the best thing that's on the market. And like, you're talking about audio. I actually have a great example of this where like, I'm trying to get a new mic and the mic that I hear about all the time is like the Blue Yeti. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go buy a Blue Yeti. Like I've heard again, like my mom's aunt's cousin's mailman's using a Blue Yeti. So like, why wouldn't I? And then I talk to you and you're like, oh yeah, everyone uses that, but it's not the best mic out there. Like you need to get a sure. Right. I'm like, oh, what's that? And I have to like go explore it. And like, you're breaking this convention for me and you're going against what everyone else is saying. But like, I have a ton of respect for you in the audio world. So obviously I'm going to take a look at it. And the funny thing about that specific example is that sure is the tried and true brand in the audio world. <laughs> so you're there you go. You're giving me like what is the traditional thing in your world. But again, like in my in my world where it's like casual podcasters and like people looking for a mic for their Zoom calls, that's where like Blue has built its brand affinity. So like we're both going on like the tried brand in different in different worlds. Wow. Perspective is everything and if we always put the horse in front of the cart we never find that type of stuff that's true so when do you think is an appropriate time to take a risk like putting the cart before the horse when do you think it's appropriate to leave convention leave tradition oh man i think it's really going to depend but the things that come to mind is like safety right is is one thing i would consider am i safe to make a bet like that? Am I safe to change up the status quo? And safe could be like actual physical safety. Like, am I going to blow myself up by trying something like this? Is someone going to die by doing something like this? But there's also the, I don't know, I want to, I want to go, I need the sound effect. I want to go against the grain here. Like I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to quit my day job and like go do something else. There's safety component of that. I'm not going to die. But like, hey, I have a family to feed. I have like a mortgage to pay. There, there's, there's things like this. So it's going to be a lot of evaluating the risks mm. involved. But like, there's so many times where we just do things because we do them. And like the quizzical minds find ways to like try something new where there isn't a lot of risk involved and they try something and they potentially find something amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I like that, you know, assess the risk, whether it's financial, physical, whatever, and then determine the value of experimenting and whether you should. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know pilots right. have like a pre-flight checklist, right? Like they, they need to go through a certain order of things. Like I don't want my pilot breaking convention and breaking like, <laughs> I, I don't want them putting the cart in front of the horse, you know, like I want them playing to get there as it always does. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the other example of that is probably medicine. I don't want my doctor to freestyle when he's doing an operation. 
right? Like just do what they taught you in school. And at the same time, like from the musician side is, I don't know, you're up on stage, like there's a risk of like disappointing a stadium full of fans. But when someone goes off on like a riff and like adds a, adds a guitar solo somewhere where like people aren't expecting it and then everyone's like, oh, like this is great. So all I'm trying to say there is like, yeah, there's like physical risk. There's always going to be risk and danger of trying something new. You just got to figure out like if it falls flat, what's going to happen and what's the upside of it. You're just making a bet. Life's like poker. (laughs) Right. And yeah, I mean, there are also entire industries that are built on taking risks. Uh, My mind goes to extreme sports, right? Like skateboarding. The whole idea is to take a risk and do something different than someone else. It's all about being an individual and trying something different. You know, music, it's all about coming up with the new thing and approaching things from a different direction and making us making sounds that people haven't heard before. It's interesting though, because you can, you can play all, we, we like to think like there's these creative industries or like extreme sports or music. Like that's where people, it's more beneficial to take a risk, to break convention, to break tradition. But I feel like in absolutely everything, this is one of those sayings where like it's it's solid on both sides, I think. So like as a musician, think about all the musicians in like the top 40 right now. I don't know how many of them are actually taking risks. Like there's a pretty like built formula of what makes music popular right now, at least for the radio. And like they're all kind of following that same thing. Even in extreme sports, it's like, I don't watch a ton of extreme sports. So if someone is big into this, I'm about to butcher this, but like, I don't know, a 1080 is like, if I pull, if I hit a 1080, then like, I'm good. Like, I know that that is the standard of what's expected here. Someone's going to try to like push that. Right. And they might bail. They might fall. They don't hit the podium because like they tried to push it a little bit further. If they hit that, they're a hero. If they miss it, they're an idiot. Like there's going to be people thinking on both sides of that. Right. So it's almost as if you should put the horse before the cart, do things the proper way when you're establishing your foundation of something. Yeah. Like imagine the skateboarder who goes into every competition and tries to hit the biggest trick of their life and doesn't land a single thing for 10 competition. They're going to be out of there pretty damn quick. <laughs> right. Or, or they didn't learn the basics. They don't know how to ride a board properly. They don't know all of these things. And, and they're trying to just innovate without any of the basics yeah or just innovating for innovation's sake like in the music example or the business example it's like if i just create cool shit but i don't really know what i'm trying to do or i don't have a purpose behind it then i just have something cool that no one gives two shits about Mm. where if i know like in the in the skateboarding example we're using there it's like if i know this trick gets me into like a top 10 position and like I, i can consistently do that i know i'm now being invited to every competition. All right. Like I've gotten to that point. Now I start to throw in the big ones. I throw it like I lose a competition here because I went for it. No big deal. Cause like, I know I'm getting into the next one, but that person who's like always breaking convention, always trying to innovate, they might get lucky and like hit something right at the beginning. But if they don't, then they're kind of an outcast. Right. I think there is also, there can be some time saving in convention. For example, in music, I glossed over a lot of learning theory. I just wanted to play punk rock and call it a day. And now when I, now that I'm, you know, more professional and I'm working with clients, there are so many times where I have to figure something out and solve a problem. 
And through me solving that problem, I realized that if I had just learned the convention and just learned the basics, it would have been second nature already. If you had just put that damn horse in front of the cart from the very beginning. Right. But at the same time, there are certain things that I've done musically that I wouldn't have thought of with that information already there. 100%. If you're always playing, if you're always playing sheet music and you're always playing stuff that's already been written, you're never going to find something amazing. Like, I, I feel like that that's where the barrier is here. Like, if you put the horse in front of the cart and you follow convention and you follow tradition, you will always be safe physically and like socially. Right. No one's going to lose their job. I'm not going to like screw up playing this if I just follow what's on the piece of paper. The people we remember though and the people who like go down in history are the people who actually are putting the cart in front of the horse because they've done something memorable. They've broken convention. They've broken away from the pack. But again, it, it's really going to come down to like, you have to be ready to take that risk. You have to be ready to do that. So like from your example with music is if you're just like always trying to be, I don't know, unconventional just for un like just to be unconventional people aren't really going to understand what you're all about like they need some base to work off of yeah i think the, the summation of the thoughts that we keep kind of coming back around to is there's value in this saying but there's also a limiting factor to it the value is in well-trodden ground that is safe and comfortable and will you'll know what the outcome of it will be because so many people have done, done it before. And the limit is that perhaps it will stop you from trying something new and experimenting. So it kind of sounds like the advice that's coming from this is if it poses, you no financial or physical risk, put the cart in front of the horse every now and then and just see what happens. Yeah. I like, I like that thing where you said like the limiting factor. It's like, if I put the horse in front of the cart, it's going to allow me to grow to a certain point. There becomes a point where I have absolutely maxed out what can happen with that way of doing something. And that's when I want to push this and I want to try to break convention. And I know at the beginning of this, I was very like, I hate that word convention. <laughs> like people need to be thinking outside of the box. Like <laughs> it has a time and a place. Yes. And, and that's why I do think that this saying is actually sound. Like there are a lot of times where you actually do want to be following convention. It's just, if someone is using this saying as a way to be like, Sam, never try to be different, right. never try to, never try to like push what is possible, then that's just poor advice. So with this saying, do you see yourself changing the way you use it now that you, now that we've explored it? I, again, at the beginning of this, I, I view it as more of like an order of operations. Right. Like that's how I understand it. So. Now that I know everything that we've been talking about, I might use this less. Mm. The way I was using it, I still see myself using it like that, but I would never I would never use this saying to tell someone to like hey, like be safe, follow tradition, follow convention. Like that's just not the type of person I am. Right, especially like oftentimes I imagine when you're saying something like that, it's from a a management position, like a a leading a team situation and you know, you you don't really want to have that persona of, well, I'm successful, so just follow convention and you'll and you'll end up like me, right? Like that, there, there's that certain element of, I did it, I did it this way, you should do it that way too. There, there is, 
for me, a lot of times with like the order of operations, it's like, don't put the cart before the horse. It's not that like, oh, I know best or that like someone else knows best. It's more about if you start to think that way, you're going to go down a path where like, we know it's going to take longer. We know it's, or it's so unknown that we don't know where we're going and we have a very good alternate route in front of us. Like if both routes were bad, a hundred percent, like let's try, let's try out like whatever we want. But when we have a safe route and like, we don't need to innovate, Hey, don't put the cart before the horse. Like let's take the easy win in front of us right now. I see. That makes sense. Especially in the context of business, right? No one's gambling every day. That's just the casino. That's being Curiosity Killed It. We release new episodes every Thursday, so subscribe for weekly content. And if you have a saying you want us to completely ruin, leave a review and tell us which one. Or you can let us know on Twitter, at Curiosity Killed It.